0: Praise the Lord. Let's all gather in for our next service. Uh, Before we get started, we do have some announcements. Our first announcement is the youth rally in Whitehall on September 29th. That's actually at 7.30 p.m. We want to definitely try to make it there because they're not that far away. Most of our youth rallies tend to be about two, two and a half hours. This one's less than an hour. So let's make an effort To get there. All right, October 7th, we have our youth and hyphen game night here at the church, 6 to 9. We may be modifying it a little bit. I've got something special um, that might be happening that night, but plan on that, plan on being here. And then just a reminder to save the date October 22nd, we are celebrating All Nations Sunday. So instead of meeting here for church that day, we're going to meet in Whitehall at noon. Um, it's going to be a bilingual service uh, with our Spanish-speaking friends over there. Um, we'll be having fellowship afterwards. We just ask if you have a cultural food that you want to bring to share, or if you have um, cultural clothing to represent your background, that would be great. You could. Feel free to wear that. They're going to be wearing some of theirs. Um, Also, uh, we are accepting donations or offering for the Tupelo Children's Mansion gift cards. Uh, We're going to buy $25 Walmart gift cards. The last offering date for that will be December 3rd. All right. I will enter his
1: gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with Praise I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice for He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice for He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice, for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. I will rejoice, for he hath made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad, He hath made me glad, I will rejoice for He hath made me glad. He hath made me glad, He hath made me glad, I will rejoice for He hath made me glad. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Lord, we have come here today Entering into your courts with praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bring you, Lord, a sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise unto the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving We offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy hallelujah you are worthy jesus hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah thank you jesus you are worthy of all glory all honor all praise hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah you are worthy lord hallelujah what a mighty god we serve what a mighty god we serve angels bow before him heaven and earth adore him What a mighty God we serve. Jesus is the God we serve. Jesus is the God we serve. Angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. Jesus is the God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus is the God we serve. Jesus is the God we serve. Angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. serve angels bow before him heaven and earth adore him what a mighty god we serve jesus is the god we serve jesus is the god we serve serve. angels bow before him Heaven and earth adore Him. Jesus is the God we serve.
2: Praise God. Jesus is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We gather together as one body to enter into Your presence today to worship You, to praise You, to laud and to magnify You, to heap glory and honor unto Your most holy name. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are our all in all. You are our present, ever-present help in time of need, our exceeding great reward. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify You in this place today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am so thankful for You. I'm so thankful for Your so great salvation. I'm so thankful for Your daily provision. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, for Your great goodness unto us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. He's a great God, folks. He's a mighty God. Amen. And He's worthy of our praise. More than football. Amen. He's worthy. Even more than UFC. He's worthy. Amen. To receive all worship and praise. Praise God. He could be seated for just a moment. Thank you so very much for responding to the presence of God today. Amen. Uh, Just one quick note on the uh, All Nations Sunday. Uh, If you do need a ride to that, uh, we'll have different people that that can offer rides to that. Uh, We'll probably meet at the church here, uh, but I suppose we can coordinate uh, however we need to. But, uh, yeah, just uh, if if that's too far for you to go... Just let let me let Brother Demuth let someone know, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get that coordinated for you. Amen. We want everybody to be there. I'm so excited about that. Uh, it's going to be an awesome service. Amen. I want to welcome some visitors today. Amen. If I can get these names right, we'll see. Uh, Laura. Amen. Wyatt. Uh, Carrie. And uh, Lorianda. Lorianna. Okay. Uh-huh. Ninety-five (laughs) percent. Amen. Still an A. (laughs) We are still thankful to have you with us today. Amen. Uh, If you have need of anything, please let our uh, ushers in the back know. Uh, We'll get that taken care of for you. Amen. At this time, let's all stand again. Uh, Sister Rudy is going to come. I know. Deep knee bends. Uh, Sister Rudy is going to come and minister the word of the Lord to us this morning. As she comes... Let's all lift our hands, our hearts, our voices one more time to the Lord our God. Amen. And let's worship Him. Let's worship Him. Lord Jesus, we worship You. We thank You for that we are to receive in this place today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We Lord and we magnify You.
3: Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord, for Your mercy. Thank You for Your grace. Thank You for the opportunity, Lord. To come and worship you, we give you all the glory and all the honor belongs to you and you alone. I pray that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive, O God. What thus saith the Lord today, in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for it, in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Winston Churchill. 1940 to 1945 led the Britain to victory in World War II. So I'm sure all of you have heard of his name. But I found some interesting facts about him. I think he's an interesting man. His mother was an American heiress and she went over across the sea to marry um, a wealthy man in Britain. As a student, Winston did very poorly. But He excelled in history and English composition. Churchill was extremely accident-prone. As a youth, he suffered a concussion and ruptured kidney because he playfully threw himself off a bridge. I don't know. He was a boy. (laughs) Later on, he nearly drowned in a Swiss lake. He fell several times from horses. He dislocated his shoulder while disembarking from a ship in India. Um, While he was taking uh, lessons flying, he crashed an airplane. Um, He was hit by a car when he was in New York while he was trying to cross Fifth Avenue because he was looking the wrong way. But he did not succumb to any of this. He died at the age of 90 from a stroke. He attended the Royal College, Military College at Sandhurst. However, he had to take the exam three times. The first two times he failed, so then he got a military tutor. He barely qualified. He wanted to go into the infantry, but he did not qualify for that because um, or he wanted to go in the cavalry, but he didn't qualify for that uh, because their standards were higher than what the cavalry was, the infantry was. So he, uh, that's where he ended up. He ended up graduating from Sandhurst, and he served as a war correspondent and a military officer. He did this job in India the Sudan, and South Africa. In 1899, his armored train was ambushed by the Boers. The Boers were descendants of the Dutch, and they were in South Africa. And there was a conflict there because uh, the English colonized that area, and the Boers wanted their freedom. So he was captured, and he was marched to a prison. And in that prison camp, he escaped. He scaled the wall and he escaped. He happened upon an English uh, house, and they helped him to be smuggled out of South Africa. Churchill is the one who popularized the term Iron Curtain. He took over as Prime Minister in May of 1940 after a disastrous start to World War II in which Nazi Germany conquered much of Europe. He was a master orator. He did his best to rally the nation in the face of near-certain attack, giving six major speeches in four months. During his first of these, he told Parliament, that he had nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. On June 4th, he similarly declared, We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. On June 18th, as France prepared, to submit to the Nazis, he told his countrymen to brace ourselves to our duties, to bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will say, this was your finest hour. Never give up. Never, never give up. Never, never, never give up. So, the title today of my message is Sit with Warriors. The conversation is different. We're going to go to 1 Chronicles 11 9 through 10. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. These are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. We're going to be talking about warriors. When I think of Caleb and I think of Jacob, when Moses sent the twelve spies, to spy out the land that God had promised to give them, they came back with a different report than the rest of the ten spies because they were warriors and they believed what God had spoken. God had already promised them that land. He said, I will go before you and I will fight for you and I will drive out the enemy from before you. But because the other spies could only see Not only the goodness of the land, but the people of the land, that they were warfare people, that they had strong cities, that they had giants in the land. That's all they could see. But Caleb saw. He saw the place that he wanted to possess. He found the mountain that he wanted his descendants to live on. And even before Moses passed away, he asked Moses if he he could have that mountain. And he did not go to possess that mountain until all the land was conquered. He was well over 80, but he still had the strength of his youth. And he conquered that mountain for his descendants. And so it is with warriors. Warriors have special names. God called Abram. He didn't call him Abram all his life. He called him Abraham. Because even though Abraham had no sons, he had no children, yet his name was changed because he was going to become the father of a great nation. He was, even though he had no children, and when people asked him, what is your name? My name is Abraham, meaning I, have, I am the father of a great nation. They might have looked at him and thought, well, that's a foolish name because you have no children and you're almost 100. You're in your 90s. How can this be? So David had... He had mighty men, of warrior. He didn't accomplish the things that he did on his own, but he was a warrior and he had a heart after God's own heart. The chief among the captains, the same, his name was Adina. It means, Lord God has sovereignty over us. He lifted up his spear, and with his spear, at one time, he killed 800 Philistines. By himself. After him was Eliezer. Eliezer means God has helped. And one of these three mighty men, he, def- he defied the Philistines. The Philistines had come to attack the Israelites. The Israelites ran away. Because every time it was harvest time, the Philistines would come and reap the harvest that they didn't have to toil or sweat over. The Israelites would toil and sweat over that. And they would come at harvest time. And this time they came. And it was only David and three mighty men that were willing to go and fight against them. So when Eliezer went, he defeated on his own 800 men. And it said he did it until his arm got tired. And because he had warred so hard, he couldn't even... He couldn't even release his hand from his sword. They had to take it out of his hand because he had slew alone 800 men, him just by himself, let alone what David and the two other men that were with him did. And then, after he did this, then the Israelites came and took the spoil from the Philistines. They weren't willing to go and do the battle, but they were willing to go and get the spoil. After him came Shema. Shema means, I am the Lord who is there. Again, the Philistines were coming to reap the harvest, and he had had enough. He said, no, I'm going to stand my ground. There was a parcel of land that had lentils planted in it, and he stood in the middle of it. And he by himself, he stood in the midst of the ground, and he defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. He decided that he had had enough, that he was taking back the territory, that the enemy was consistently coming to reclaim. Sit with warriors. Their conversation is different. Brother Becker asked, Brother Dumuth repeated, If we are lingering, what are we waiting for? That resonated within my soul. I don't know if Brother Becker knows that. But this is the theme. Why are we lingering? And what are we waiting for? That day, God gave me this message. It is time to take back the territory that the enemy has taken. The territory God has promised us. It is time to shut the lion's mouth that is roaring that's trying to intimidate, that that is bringing fear and immobilizing and paralyzing us into a state of fear and defeat. Because we know the God that is here, that is always with us. And 33 chief sat down with David. David was held up in a cave when the Philistines were overtaking the territory again, and they were in Bethlehem, his birthplace. And he was in the cave with 33 of his mighty men. And he just said, Oh, I long for a drink of water from the well of Bethel. And there were three mighty men who heard their words, who loved their commander-in-chief, who knew that he would be king someday. And they broke through the troop of the Philistines. They got the water, and they brought it back to David. And David was so moved by their valor, by their love, that he wouldn't even drink the water because he knew they could have died just fetching him a drink of water. So he poured that water out on the ground to the Lord. There is Abishai. It means gift of God. He was chief among the warriors. He lifted up him, his spear against 300 and slew them himself. Sit with warriors. The conversation is different. Benaniah means Yahweh builds. He slew two lion-like men of Moab he went down into a pit and he slew a lion in the snow time he slew an egyptian that was 7.5 cubits tall over 7 feet tall the egyptian had a spear in his hand that was like a weaver's beam and all he had was a staff but he took his staff he flipped that spear out of the egyptian's hand and he slew the egyptian with his own spear. There is Padiah. He was one of David's warriors. Redemption of the Lord is what his name means. There was Michel, remembering who God is. I am. He is the I am. Melchiah. He is the appointed of the Lord. Hazam, Great wealth. Hashbanana. Reason and wise judgment. Zechariah, remembered of the Lord. Ananiah, answer of the Lord. Uriah, light of the Lord. Sit down with warriors because their conversation is different. Manasseh, a refuge of the Lord. Where are the Esthers? to stand against the Hamans in this world? Where are the Esthers that are willing to push back their plate and say, I will fast today, I will deny my flesh? God has a purpose and a plan for us, and it can't be accomplished unless we are willing to do his bidding. Where are the Esthers that are willing to walk through the door? When Esther went through the door, she didn't go through the, the palace gate door where all the other people that came to see the king, there was a special door for those who lived in the palace. She went through that door. Where are the Esthers that are willing to go? Because the king was willing to stretch out his scepter. We have a throne room that we can go into. And the scepter of our God is Calvary. Jesus paid it all when he died on Calvary. His blood covers our sins. There's nothing that can hide from Him. At the foot of the cross is where we will receive our healing. It was already paid and it's already done. At the foot of the cross, the blood flowed to cover our sins. If we would confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. That is our scepter. There's healing at the cross. By His stripes, we are healed. It is a done work. The scepter is is the cross, if we are willing to go to the throne room and to, demand, to say, I believe what your word has said. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, if thou canst not be content with the horses, and if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they weary thee, then how wilt thou in the swelling of the Jordan. If in these days of peace we sit on our laurels, we're comfortable, and we will not be moved, what will you do when there is persecution and there is tribulation? What will you do when things change in our country? It is time to take up your, your spear, your cross. It is time to believe what the Lord has said. Where are the Peters that were bold? Where are the Pauls that had patience and endured suffering? Where are the Davids and David's men that were willing to speak and to move and not be moved by the enemy's face? Where are the Elijahs and the Elijahs that want to speak against Jezebel and not be afraid? Where are the warriors that have a different conversation that say, I know who God is. He is a great I Am. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. He will not fail. He is true to His Word. If He spoke it to you, He will do it. If it's in His Word, it has not changed. Heaven and earth may pass away, but God's Word will never pass away. He is the God of all your tomorrows. He holds your future, but you have to allow Him to lead you. You have to believe what he has said. I am not going to let the enemy take over my territory. I am taking back the territory that the enemy has taken. I know who God is, and I know the word he has spoken to me. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3 and 6. 2 Timothy Timothy 2, 3, and 6 says, Thou therefore endured hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We get entangled with the things of this world. We get entangled with what we see in front of us. We get fearful because sometimes the enemy, he just wants to come and intimidate us. He wants to tell you that, you know what, that illness, that's going to be on to death. Did the Lord tell you that? Or is the enemy telling you that? Whose report are you going to believe? I, re- I will believe the report that the Lord has given me. If he has not said it's on to death, then any illness I have, I will recover from because that's, the God that I serve. I will not be entangled by the news. I will not be entangled by the negativity that I hear around me. I will not be entangled by the fear that people are trying to bring to me. I will believe what the Lord my God has said. I will sit with other warriors whose conversation is different, who know the God that I know, the God of my tomorrows, the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's go to Galatians 6, 8 through 9. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The race is not to the swift. When you're a marathon racer, you don't go all out. You pace yourself. It may seem like you're not going anywhere. It may seem like the race will never end. But you keep pushing forth. You keep moving. That's what we need to do. We need to keep moving. If you don't know what to do, you do the next thing. You need to have that relationship with God in the house of God and outside the house of God. You need to daily seek His face and what His purpose and what His plan is for you. He has a plan for you. He loves you. He has something in mind for you. It's good and not evil because He loves you, because He is a good Father. He has redeemed us with His blood. Where else can we go? Where else would you go? He is the one that loves us. He's the one that paid the great price for our salvation. Sit with warriors. Their conversation is different. Believe what He says. He is the king of glory. He has made a way for us. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. His name is wonderful, counselor, the prince of peace, the mighty God, the everlasting father. That's what his name is. That's what he is to us. We are his bride. He will come back for us. And until then, He wants his bride to be at work, to be preparing. He wants his bride to bring others to him because he loves them. As much as he loves us, he loves them. So my question to you is, if you're waiting, why are you lingering? What are you waiting for? You need to shake yourself like Samuel did when his hair began to grow. You need to shake yourself and say, awake, arise because I am a warrior, and I will do what God has called me to do. In Jesus' name.
2: Praise God. We have to be about our Father's business, amen? God has given each of us, He's created us from the ground up to do very specific things. He's given us gifts and talents and abilities that He hasn't given other people. We were speaking uh, before service about uh, singing, how that uh, some of us would like to sing, but we we just can't. Others can. Others can, and and they're great at it, and and I'm glad that they are. I love hearing them. They wouldn't love hearing me, (laughs) but... But we all have different different talents and abilities, and we need to use them. The talents that I have, you don't have. The talents you have, I don't have. It takes all of God's people to do all of God's work. All of us fitly framed together, the Bible says. Moving forward in the will and plan of God. Amen. It takes the whole body of Christ. Praise God. And we we all have to be on the same page. How do we do that? We get in the will of God. God will get us on the same page. God's not going to tell you to do something and us to do other things. We're all moving forward in the same plan, the same purpose. Let's all stand. God has spoken to us corporately. I trust that He wants to speak to us as individuals. So, uh, wherever you want to, at the altar, at your pew... Uh, let's find a place to pray. Let's find a place to get alone with God. Let him speak with you. Let him communicate his will to you. The will of God isn't some ethereal, esoteric uh thing that you have to go to a mountain in Tibet to, to figure out. He'll 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 tell you right now it's not the will of God that, that you don't know his will. He wants you to know his will. Amen. So if you don't know God's will for your life, He wants to communicate that to you today. Here. Now. He wants to move us forward in His will. Here. Now. Today. Because today is the day of salvation. We're not promised tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. We have the here and the now. Amen. Jesus, I pray that you would continue to speak with us here today. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your Spirit would come and minister to each person here, each family, this church body corporately. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would speak with us right now. Help us to know, help us to understand the will of God. It is our fervent desire, Thou Most High, that we know your will. That we're not just fat fingering it. We're not fumbling around in the dark trying to figure this out. We can't figure this out. Not without You. Not without revelation of truth from You. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that You would help us now, I pray. I pray, I pray, to know the will of God for our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. I can't figure it out. I need You to help me. Help me, I pray, to know to know of a surety, to be persuaded, to be convinced what Your will is for my life. Why You created me.